0: Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Hey, TCC, I invite you to hear now the word of the Lord from the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verses 10 to 16. It says this Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. And Isaiah said, "Hear now, you house of David, is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He will be eating curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. For before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste." Friends, this is the word of the Lord. We say thanks be to God. Hey, the Lord be with you, Tulare Community Church. My name is Ryan. I'm one of the pastors here at TCC. The wait is almost over. Advent is coming to a close. Christmas is days, if not hours, away. It's a good thing that Amazon delivers in mere minutes. Advent is coming to a close. The season leading us to the celebration of Christ's birth is nearing its completion. In the season of these distinctly Christian themes, hope, peace, joy, and love, the most remarkable gospel reality, love, seemingly unattainable, unreachable, and yet, the heights and depths of love are revealed to us if we're only willing to ask. Now, competitiveness, aggression, and ambition, in my mind, carried me through a rocky childhood, An academic institution full of students, my wife among them, smarter than myself, and led me to a seminary whose president, who I fought hard to win the ear of, said to me before I'd even taken a class, I like you, Ryan. You're cocky, but I like you. These words simultaneously proved to be the greatest and worst compliment that I have ever been paid. In my mind, swagger got me places. Confidence opened doors. Beginning seminary, it hadn't let me down yet, so surely it would work for me as a pastor, right? Classes begun, I get an internship at Pillar Church in downtown Holland, Michigan. Not only does Tim Brown like me, but I was offered the toughest internship around. Boxes are getting checked left and right First day of my internship, my mentor Tim's son John hands me a stack of books. He says, This is what we're about. Read them. They're by a guy named Eugene Peterson. Eugene Peterson doesn't think a cocky pastor is a good pastor. He says a good pastor is humble. A good pastor is contemplative. A good pastor is supposed to nail worldly ambitions to the cross. I read and I read and I read and I was shattered. I was totally and completely disoriented. This guy was telling me that all the qualities that had allowed me to reach that point in my life were exactly what was wrong with the American church. Which meant to me that I was going to be the worst pastor that the church had ever seen. Confidence, that was gone. Swagger, obliterated. Ambition, Lost. Identity wrecked. For months that turned into years, the Holy Spirit would, by His grace, gently begin to put the pieces of my life and identity back together, but not without more than a couple very low, low valleys. And during one of those valleys, I was having coffee with a mentor. And as I'm going on and on about, woe is me, I don't even know who I am anymore, I'm the worst, yada, yada, yada. She stops me and says, have you ever asked God to show you that he loves you? Have I ever what? Have you ever asked God to show you that he loves you? Well, have you? Have you ever asked God to show you that he loves you? What do you think the response would be? Good? Bad? There's, incre- there's this incredible moment in the basketball movie Coach Carter... When Tamo Cruz, who's been on the team, off the team, back on the team, off the team, on the team again, stands up in study hall and quotes, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, which most frightens us. And while this is new age, positive self-esteem mumbo jumbo for the most part, I think Mr. Cruz was on to something, something conceptually important. What if the drive, the ambition, the confidence aren't important? Would that be frightening? What if God showed you he really did love you, but not because of a thing you've done yourself? If God showed you he loves you, not because of a thing you've done yourself, would you also be able to love yourself? Defined not by wrinkles or age, by acreage, or total animals, by square footage, or the emblem on the hood of your car, but defined by the simple fact that the creator of the universe loves you. Are you willing to ask, God, will you show me that you love me? See, Mr. Cruz may have been on to something, because the answer no to that question is actually, in many ways, easier to stomach. Oh, So I am alone. So I am abandoned. So I am unlovable. So my high school guidance counselor was right. I'll never amount to a thing. If God, who knows us better than ourselves, won't show us He loves us, then His answer of no simply confirms the narrative already playing through every single one of our heads. God, will you show me that you love me? What if the answer was yes? What if the answer was, I already have? Are you willing to ask God to show you that he loves you? If that makes you uncomfortable, that's okay. It's a leap. And you're not the first who'd rather not take that leap. Ahaz, King Ahaz, wasn't willing to make that leap either. Remember Ahaz? Made a deal with the Assyrians. Talked about it a couple weeks ago. Chose anything but God for protection. And then the Assyrians, of course, break the deal. It's not good. Remember that, Ahaz? Well, before all of that mess, God's fighting for Ahaz's attention. And God sends his prophet Isaiah to talk some sense into him. Isaiah says to God, as uh, Isaiah says to Ahaz, Hey, don't worry. God's got you. Trust him. Says Ask him to show you that he loves you and this people. says, whether in the deepest depths or the highest heights, ask him. How does Ahaz respond? Well, in verse 12, he says, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. He says, nah, I'm good. No need to bother the big guy. I love the docu-series, Last Chance You, Junior college basketball players who are all screwed up at the D1 level, all given one last chance to realize their potential. And the coach on this season and the previous one is just the best. He pours himself out for these players day in, days out, and he levels with them at one point, and he tells them, all you have to do is listen to me, ask me for help, and you will get a scholarship and eventually have a chance to go pro. And their response over and over and over is, no, I'm good. See, the light is scarier than the dark sometimes. These college basketball players are so afraid to be successful. It's right there for the taking, but the fear of success is so great that so many of them refuse to ask for help. See, all King Ahaz had to do was ask God to show him that all would be well, but he won't do it? And how many of us are the exact same? But look at this passage. Look at the heart of God that's revealed to us all. Ahaz refuses to ask God anything. Isaiah says, are you serious? Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Won't ask, Isaiah says he's going to show you anyway. In verse 14, it says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Will you ask God to show you that he loves you? He might say no, or he might say, I already have. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. After Jesus resurrects from the dead in the Gospel of John, he asks Peter three times, Do you love me? What happens if we never direct the same question to God? Remember Lance Armstrong, the American cyclist who won seven tour to France's after overcoming cancer? Uh, During his infamous interview with Oprah, in which he admitted to using performance-enhancing drugs after denying using them for years, during this interview, he shared that he had to tell his 12-year-old son to stop defending him at school. The other kids at school would give Armstrong's son a hard time saying that his dad was a liar, etc. And with tears coming down his face, Armstrong said that he never lied to his son because his son never actually asked him if all the rumors were true. Armstrong said, he didn't ask me because he trusted me. Advent reminds us that we serve a God who doesn't expect us to just trust him. He expects us to ask him to show us that he loves us. The highest heights of Advent are massive. Advent reminds us of the hopeful expectation that one day there will be eternal peace. Advent reminds us that just as Christ came once, so he will come again. And when he does, he will make all things right. Advent reminds us that God will create a new heaven and a new earth. There will be peace. There will be joy. There will be hope. Massive, all-encompassing, global, highest-height kind of stuff. But Advent also reminds us that the gospel is simultaneously completely personal. The deepest depth is that God desires a relationship with you. He wants you to ask him to show you that he loves you. Not just the world, not just the church, you. So are you willing to ask him in the deepest depths of your soul, God, will you show me that you love me? He might say no, or he might say that baby born to a virgin in that manger in the backwater town of Bethlehem. I did that for the world, but I also did that for you. Our passage tells us, ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, literally meaning God with us. TCC, will you ask, God, will you show me that you love me? He might say, no, or he might say, I already have. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.